you know, give, give people an understanding of kind of when you record the shows, how you record the shows, and then what happens be- between recording an interview with Billy Okofo and people hearing it live. You're listening to The Real Estate Sessions. I'm your host, Bill Risser. Listen in as I interview leaders in our industry, getting their stories and their journeys to the world of real estate. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 248 of The Real Estate Sessions podcast. This is going to be different than every other episode. Why? Because this week I celebrate my fifth anniversary, the fifth anniversary of The Real Estate Sessions podcast. I thought 10 episodes, I'd be done. I just wanted to see how this podcasting thing worked. Who would have known that I would continue on this long? And I really see no end in sight. I've had some friends recently just shut down podcasts, say, hey, I'm done. This is kind of the end of it. And I'm going to move on to do something different. I'm having too much fun. I'm learning too much. I'm connecting with some great people. And what I'm doing on this episode is I do have someone here to help me. I'm not going to interview him. We're simply going to reminisce. And why would I choose this person to reminisce with me? Because I know that he has listened to every single episode of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. I'm talking about the one and only Sean Carpenter. Sean, welcome to the show. What's going on, Bill? I feel very meta being on the show again, uh, but it's, it's kind of cool. And we'll talk maybe later about people that have made repeat appearances, uh, but I'm honored. And it's a, it's a great show. I told you since day one, the second it downloads, I'm usually the, listening to it. And in fact, this past week, I, I notified you because it hadn't downloaded when I left for my walk. Yeah, I, I got that text. I, I was I just kind of getting up and I and when the text hit, I, I knew what it was because I had I always wake up on Tuesday mornings and confirm that it that it posted. And I had made a silly sort of rookie mistake. I had set it up for Wednesday, not Tuesday. So it wasn't gonna post until I made that change. Uh, and so I got your text and I, I think I hit you right back with, yeah, I'm working on it. Well, congratulations, Bill. On behalf of all your listeners and all the guests that have been on the show, it's uh it's it's truly one of the best podcast as was confirmed by Inman News, you know, most innovative podcast last year, but it's just, you know, as you know, I'm a podcast to file. Uh, I listen to, you know, anywhere between 15 to 30 a week, a little less now during COVID, but yours is definitely one of those must listen to's. And I'm so many of my friends that have been on it and, you know, that I've been friends with before they were on the show and many that I've become friends with since they've been yeah. on the show. People ask me, uh, you know, what, what was, what was the reason you started the show? What, why, why would you, you know, do a podcast? And well, first of all, I wanted to see what it was like. And and I tend to, if I'm going to talk about something with agents and my role with Fidelity, I want to have done it. Right? The only thing I haven't done is sold real estate. But I did 7,000 closings. I've uh, been involved in a ton of escrows and all that good stuff. I wanted to kind of just you know understand the tool before I started talking to people about it. And uh, I was a listener of Adam Carolla's podcast. I, I thought it was funny, unique. And I, I said, let's do it. Let's, let's create this... Uh, Let's kind of create a show. But right from the get-go, the, the few podcasts that were out there um, and the more that have come since, because there, there are now thousands of real estate podcasts, th- they tended to be really focused on one topic, like let's talk about marketing or let's talk about sales or let's talk about brokerage or whatever it was, right? I just wanted to do something that was more about the person. I'll ask you this, Sean. Do you enjoy the part of the podcast where I spend a lot of time? It could be half the show just trying to figure out what their life was like pre-real estate. Yeah, I, I love that a lot because it's a lot of what we as real estate agents try and do, right? That whole Ford, that family occupation, recreation dreams. And that's one of the best ways to find common ground, to make them relatable to you on the interview portion, Bill. But obviously for the for the listeners who you're doing this for is, you know, what, what do I have in common with this person? Are they a parent? 
are they a are they a hiker or do they bike? Do they travel? Are they from a part of the country that maybe I'm, I'm from? So yeah, I, I love that part. And it almost sets up the why I should listen to what they do part because it puts into context maybe how they got there. I, I love, you know, you always discover kind of the journey and then some people get there quicker. And sometimes, you know, you have to sort of say, so how did real estate or tech or whatever get into the, into the picture? And it's always funny how you know, there's probably just as many people that totally randomly dropped into this business. There's way less. I, I, I'd be curious to know if you know the numbers of how many people actually planned on being in real estate from the beginning. I mean, maybe maybe a couple family members. Yeah, I think it's I think it's six six people that knew from uh, in their teen years that they were going to be in the business. It's very few people, and I think that's it's just the nature of the industry, right? It's such a second career kind of thing for so many people, right? Yeah, that's six people. I mean, Carrie Melcher comes right to mind. Jay Lubke. Um, there's a few others. I mean, Joe, Joe Rand should have, but he decided, he decided Sexton. to do some other stuff. Yeah. Phil, Phil Sexton. Yeah. yeah so, you know, I, I think about this. I mean, for, for any of the listeners that are branch managers, broker owners that obviously recruiting is a big part of their thing. Listening to this podcast gives them a lot of insights to, you know, look, we, we know that the careers that probably are represented the most are, you know, mm-hmm. teachers and bartenders. That's it. Those right. are the two. I mean, it's amazing how I many people in the food service yeah. business. I like. I put. I throw healthcare in there as well. You get some nurses coming in, which yeah. that caring and compassionate side of nurses and teachers makes sense because to be a really good realtor, it requires a lot of that sort of compassion um, and access to medication. <laughs> <laughs> and then the bartender makes perfect sense because you need exactly. access to alcohol if you're going to make this job work. Well, just you know, look like a. Not a psychiatrist, but a psychologist a little bit, you know, listening to people's issues, helping people make good decisions, mm-hmm. um, solving problems, you know, yep. part of my philosophy. Yep. That's a, a lot of what a bartender does. And just really the listening part, teachers, nurses, yep. and bartenders, you know, listening is a big piece of the, of the job. Your tagline, build relationships, solve problems, have fun. That's exactly what a bartender does, right? Mm-hmm. They build a relationship with these customers because- Ultimately, it's important to them for the monetary reasons, to be honest. I mean, but but they also want to just have a better experience at work. Solving problems. Oh my gosh, you're right. They are. They're like, they're psychologists. They're just talking to people. And then the having fun part is just built in. So yeah, I think that uh, it's it's really cool to see how many people have had that come through that service industry angle. And, uh, and from what you talk about, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Bill, how do you, how do you pick your guests? Because I mean, you, you know, 1.4 million members of the National Association of Realtors, but you're not just realtors. You're, why don't you break down for the, for the listeners? I mean, your, your leadership, your vendors, your people in the industry side of the business. I, I think what I, what I look for first is uh, someone who has an interesting story. You know, I, I don't, it's not, it's not necessary that I know their whole backstory, but if somebody says, you got to check this person out, you should know what they did before. I'll go back to, it might've been episode 10 and it was um, Jed Carlson, the, the founder CEO of AdWorks. In fact, Molly McKinley is the one that introduced me to her. It's the first time I met her. And Lauren Walker was also working at AdWorks and she'd stumbled across a podcast that had nine episodes, Sean, and like a hundred downloads, if I was lucky. <laughs> Who knew right at that time? And she said, oh, we want to get Jed on the show. And I go, that that's awesome. I'd love to interview him. And she goes, he has an amazing backstory. And he created that reverb nation. Now he was in the music industry kind of helping, you know, artists get found. So I found that really super cool. And, and that became, I think really from that point forward, uh, I was always concerned about the stories. I'm, you know, I'm curious by nature. I love, like it happened again this, this week, I was down in Lee County and I got, I came across a guy who 
likes to bowl. And I, I mentioned, I said, you, you bowl in the league? He goes, yeah, I bowl once a week. I go, I imagine you're pretty good. He goes, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. And I said, I'm not going to stop there. And I said, well, what's your average? He said, 230. I said, that's better than okay. I go, what's your highest series? And he said, 816. And for wow. anyone who knows, three games to, to roll 816 you know, points is unbelievable. And then I had to ask the question, how many 300 games? 27. So Jeez. 300, yeah, three, 27 perfect uh, games. So I, uh, it, it was a great, what did that do with that guy though? We're having, this is somebody we want to work with. Instant rapport, instant connection, instant relationship, you know? Sure. Yeah. And I think you're the same way when you talk to people. If you just know a little bit about a lot of stuff, that will take yeah. you a long ways. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know where it is. I'll, I'll mention this, but like if you happen to be on your travels and the hotel you're staying at was near the Bowling Hall of Fame, mm. you might snap a photo of that, send it to that person because you know that little bit of the story. And yeah. I guarantee you that's going to filter to the top of his email list or the filter of his top of his text list. Those little things that you learn about these people, the stories, the uh, what did you do before real estate? You know, obviously you're, both of us, our love of sports, you know, you, you weave that into a lot of your interviews, which right. I love that part because I love to hear the fan bases and that's international people and and local people and male and female. It doesn't matter because there's usually some sort of a tie or a story. But Bill, I mean, you're a master of, you know, my words, relationships, your words, conversations. And that's right. why I think sometimes you almost have to stop yourself and end the conversations. I do. Uh, you know, look, kind of reminiscing here, but Dolly Lenz was episode 200. And Dolly Lenz was Barbara Streisand's realtor for a number of years in New York City. Are you, t- are you kidding me? I mean, I had to get right. to real estate eventually, but uh, that was super difficult for me. And I think most people that would listen to this podcast already know about my problem or issue, <laughs> as, as people will call it. But it, it's been, it's been, you know, I'll, I'll ask you a couple of questions, Sean. Uh, I promise it won't be an interview. You're always very good about letting me know what you thought of the episode after it airs. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just go, it's okay. Or sometimes you say it was great. Sometimes you say that's top five. Right. Yeah. You have, and you have, you have more than five top fives, by the way, over the last five years. Oh, I, think, I think it's yeah. kind of added up, right? You kind of, five seasons, maybe. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, um, and I, I, I don't mean to put you on a spot, but are there a few, are there an episode or two that like you would think someone must listen to, to kind of get what we do? And I know that's, that's tough, you know, to kind of ask you to do that, but you know, yeah, I mean, certain you know, ones. Gosh. Uh, one that jumps to my mind from your recent, most recent season, Cliff Long. From from I mean it's it's as close to a motivational presentation as you're going to hear in an interview format. Yeah, and I can just tell you were almost just get him talking and then you step out of the way, and then look for opportunities for him him to catch a breath and yeah. and then insert another question. Yeah. So I thought that one was really good. I know it's a it's a important one for you, but I I thought that interview with Mark Davison was was really cool. Uh, someone who's in the real estate business, but from a peripheral vision, but has its finger on the pulse of the business and the marketing side of it. And, you know, we are in real estate sales and marketing, you know, you and title are title and marketing yeah. mortgages, mortgage and marketing. You know, that was a good one. Uh, I really like Charles Cherney. Uh, I think if I'm saying his name right yeah, now, exactly uh, Cambridge, right. Massachusetts, mm-hmm. just interesting. Tiffany McQuaid is always great. Uh, Tiffany McQuaid, by the way, one of your multiple repeat guests, you don't have a lot in your thing. Could, could, could you name your people that have been on more than one episode other than yourself? You. Myself, yep. Yeah, because we did uh, your episode five, and then we did the Florida Association of Realtors convention. We went a lot. We we recorded our epi- our our presentation. Right, so the longest session you've done, just because we did yeah. an hour presentation. Yeah. The yeah. longest session, yeah, more than t- more than twice. Uh, how about? Well, well, I've done some recent panels, right? 
in those recent Correct. panels, which uh, added a second visit. Yeah, so that that was uh, I had uh, Tiffany and I had Anthony Malafronte and Michelle Herndon, Jane Floyd, Julie Scott. Yeah, so those people got uh, a second run. I interviewed separately the guys from the Seabock team, Jeff Seabock and Phil Sexton, but I did have them both on together at one point, which was really a lot of fun because those guys are just clowns at times, and it was it was a blast. Yeah. I mean, clowns that are doing two hundred fifty million dollars <laughs> with their team in Phoenix, but yeah, right. And and Jeff and Phil, one of your only tandems that you interviewed, uh, where there was multiple people on the line. Yeah, uh, that, you know the other one. Yeah, early in the, early in that way early, run. and it was a really short episode. It didn't really take off mm-hmm. like I hoped it would, but it was uh, Jason and Kayla Leos who started JK Realty, which is this really yes, cool space. Yeah. I hate looking, I hate listening to the first 15 or 20 because my audio skills um, have come a long ways since then. But yeah, it's, it's part of the game. I, you know, I'm going to be talking about podcasting this week, right? At an NAR event. And you, you know, it's you. It's one of those things where you always get better, right? You talk about it. If it's you're doing video stuff, you're going to be horrible at the beginning. Just admit it or just accept it and move sure. on. But the more you do it, the better you get, the better the equipment. Well, you know, you watch, you know, yeah. Bill, you watch the old highlights of Kirk Herbstreit when he was a sideline reporter yeah. or, you know, uh, you know, Chris Fowler when he was a sideline reporter for college right. game day. And, you know, you watch those and you watch the evolution yeah. of how good they become. And, you, and you, your, your show's testament to that. You know, obviously so many, so many of our friends that have been on the show, the people who have their own podcasts, like a, like a Chris Smith or a Lee Brown. One of my favorite um, kind of podcast crushes I'll say here was Paula Montofer, you know, uh, oh. and her virtual, her virtual wanderlust that she talks about. And um, I don't know if you saw this, let's just, let's bring this full circle with Paula. Did you see her post this week on Facebook? You got uh, to yeah, it. Yes. The, the little, the little RV. She bought a little trailer an old for like yeah. a 1960s trailer that's been restored, you know, to travel with her and Mark and, yeah. and Sam, her daughter. So, that's that's super cool. And I'll tell you, that was my first um, remote recording of an episode. We yeah. were at NAR, NAR in San yeah. Diego, yeah, sitting on a on the third or fourth level outside in a little courtyard with the trolley running outside. And every now and then you hear the trolley bell kind of ringing. So uh, yeah. that's a, that was a lot of fun. And look, early on, those first hundred episodes, a lot of those people are, are the people that I was connected to locally in Phoenix, right? It was easy to to get like Gary Nelson out of Flagstaff and Paula Montefer and Mary Rock. Holly Mayberry. Yeah. Holly Mayberry. Yeah. She was number two, right? She was the one who, when I asked, she said, absolutely, you know, right after Jay. So, so that worked out really well. So let, let, let me put you on the spot, Bill. Okay. Uh, Jay Thompson was your number one, Yep. Your, your number one pick, so to speak. Why did you pick Jay? And then obviously you had a nice little run there of obviously a lot of Inman connection. That's our mutual connection, but Correct. Uh, Jay, I think as the, you know, the, the former Phoenix real estate guy and you've known him for years, right? You guys yeah. actually shared office space together. We did. We, we created a, I created a space next door to my office in Gilbert. I, I asked Jay to be a part of that. I said, Hey, look, you know, uh, I need, I need a lockbox to put on this space, but it's going to be open to realtors so they can, they, they can get in whenever they want. We called it the real estate tech tank, kind of like a tech incubator for realtors in, in the Gilbert Southeast Valley area of Phoenix. And, uh, so he was great. And he actually, because he was a virtual office and he lived a mile away, he would come in all the time and just sit there, write his blog posts, work. People would come in and meet him and talk to him, that whole thing. I, I still remember the, the day he pulled me into that, one, that little office he used and said, hey, I'm going to share something with you. I'm, I'm, you know, I haven't really told everybody yet, but I'm going to be going to Zillow. I was like, wow, congratulations. That's great. So, so it was really neat you know, to have him there. Uh, as, and, and so it was simple. It was an easy process to reach out to him. And he was super gracious and had no problem doing it. Um, guys, literally three, three like careers ago for Jay, right? Cause he was, he was real estate broker owner. Then he was with Zillow. Then he was with kind of a, a, a honorary, 
what's the word, uh, provost for Zillow. Yeah, yeah. And now he's retired and living down by the water in Texas. Now he fishes. His, his next yeah. career is fisherman, catching redfish all day long. He's, yeah. he's a character in a Jimmy Buffett song. He is. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you're, you're that kind of person. Maybe you could write that, uh, write the lyrics to uh, one of his tunes for, for Jay. Jay's like, yeah. Uh, hey, so Bill, you got a breakdown of the... Um, you know, how many realtors, how many do. people in the tech space. Yeah. Share that with us. Cause I think that, you know, if you look at the dichotomy of the, the five years, it, it hasn't just been a go down the list of the Florida Realtor Association and grab leadership people. No, I'm like I said, I'm always looking for, for somebody with a story. I get referred a lot of people, right? Someone will call me and say, Hey, I've got this great guy, Sean, you've done that. You've led me to a lot of people. I think of uh, Wendy Thatcher with with uh, Chicago Title in Portland. She introduced me to Shelley Zavitz, and and she's also introduced me to Nick Crowder and to Drew Coleman. So it's a lot of people in the Pacific Northwest, which is a very popular spot for the podcast. I have a lot of guests out of the yeah, Pacific Northwest. Yeah, and Kim Marguerite. Oh, uh, you know the, the Chumley, Sam DeBoard. Yeah, uh, yeah. Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's been great to for me, and plus I love that part of the country. So it's just it's awesome. Um, but I've had. Nine CEOs of local or state associations. Most recently, probably be Emily Chenevere, right? Out of ABOR, mm-hmm. Austin Board of Realtors. Uh, Cliff Long out of uh, Orlando. So I've had 11 CEOs of tech companies. So I think about guys like Zvband and... and uh, um, Jimmy Mack. And- yeah, Jimmy Mack. And, and who did I just talk to? I'm, I'm going to be interviewing, uh, you know, Mike uh, Simonson uh, this week. So it's, th- you know, that stuff's been a lot of fun. 16 founders of companies and that sometimes the founders and CEOs kind of cross over, but they, they list themselves as founders. 10 people in the marketing, strictly in the marketing side of things. 39 broker owners, right? Which th- to be honest, those are the, that's really the, my favorite Maybe if I had to figure out which which one is which, of this group, which one I like the best. I love talking to broker owners because they've had to get to this place where they had to make that leap, right? And, and leave the relative safety of somebody else running a company to running one their own. And so that's always very interesting for me. Um, 83 um, realtors, that's just what they are. They're realtors, right? That's not you because you're more than a realtor. You've also got a, you know, Sean Speaks and some other things, but it's just fun. You know, I find realtors that have a story. Uh, yeah. And, that's like a Scott Oiler. That's like, yeah, a, you know, exactly. Yeah. Same people you've recommended. I mean, a lot of those people you've recommended, you know, have been realtors that just are doing some really cool stuff. So that's, um, that's, and I really should even count authors in there. I'd say there's probably 10 to 12 authors of books, you know, that we've talked about their books and things. So, um, it's been, it's, it's fun. I'm, I've got a spreadsheet going now and I'm sorting by all kinds of different things to try to figure out, you know, kind of the breakdown of the show. And that means, you know, the 200, we have 246 episodes. We have 246 answers to that question that started with Jay. Right. And so that's been, that's been fun to kind of think that through. I'm contemplating paying somebody to go transcribe the answers to every question. Cause I just don't have time to yeah. find them, listen to them and pull them out. Um, but it'd be fun to see what, what that looks like and try to categorize those answers as well. Yeah, and putting it in writing, I think that'd be a, almost a guide for any new agent, right? I mean, well, what were, we talked about this in our live session, um, but Bill, or, uh, you know, what jumps out to you as some of your favorite advice someone would give to an agent just starting in the business. Yeah. Um, I, I know you have a couple that come to mind, Matt Beal yeah. and yeah. Phil Sexton. And, yeah. Um, Matt Beal's is amazing. It's uh, it's, it's meditate. <laughs> it's like, learn how to learn how to focus because you need focus in what you do, right? You do that. You, you meditate daily and that ability to clear your thoughts. It's so funny. I know, I know I, I don't meditate, but I've read a lot about it and I know you're not, you're just trying to not let 
whatever happens to float by floats by, that's fine. You don't have to have an emptiness. Whatever right. happens, happens, but just be in the it's moment. It's just learning how to reset. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just- um, so he, he thought that was, I thought that was great. Um, it's Jeff Seabach, right? He, I talk about his all the time because his was go see 200 homes in your first 30 days in the business. And when I say that to realtors and broker owners, they always go, wow, that's a great idea because you have a ton of time, a lot of time on your hands. Why not go see what the market looks like? You know, the more market data you have, the better knowing what people value in a property, right? Um, knowing what the prices look like. And, and then eventually I would, it'd be so cool to track that and see what they sold for. Because you looked at all 200 of them, right? Take some pictures, kind of note what happened. I think that's that's a big piece to the puzzle. I'm trying to think, I, you know, probably the most common answer is is get a mentor. I think you would agree. Get a mentor. That. Yeah, yep. it's the most common answer, and it's it's incredibly important. I think it's you know critical, right, to have somebody. It doesn't have to be if it's a broker, awesome. If it's somebody in the office who's willing to share, awesome. Could be a friend. It could just be somebody who's outside the business that just tells you, helps you stay, um, you know, working down the path. Because I yeah. mean, you, you've you've worked with a lot of new agents over the years. It is really tough. I can't even imagine what it's like, you know, to start off brand new, fresh, and there is no money coming in. There's nothing happening other than money going out. And you, good luck, go get some business. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, the mentoring is a big piece of it. I think if you, you know, if, if we could bucket some of the answers, I think um, knowing your numbers, that yeah. theme of, you know, kind of knowing your market and that t- ties in with what Jeff was talking about uh, in some form or fashion. I think having a, having a schedule uh, comes up a lot, you know, really like, like putting, you know, understanding that you are, you know, you don't work for. Remax or Cobalt Banker or Keller Williams, you work with them because you're an independent contractor. And so finding a way to sort of make sure you're running your schedule. But it's, it's just such a great question because everyone, even your even your people that aren't realtors, right? right? You ask them, what advice would you give a realtor just starting? Because, you know, that becomes your target. You know, you have to kind of define your target audience, right? And, yeah. But advice for a new realtor is probably very similar to advice for a new mortgage advisor or yeah. advice for a new title person. Look, and, I, I wish there were more answers of like, Take advantage of this opportunity handed to you and, and, and get involved in your CRM right now. <laughs> Just like own that thing from day one. Don't, don't you wish you did? Because you probably didn't. I don't think yeah. anyone really did because no one's thinking about that. They're thinking about the other stuff. They're trying sure. to get that contract. And so, yeah. So let me put you on the spot. Right. Um, talk about the evolution of the technology mm. since when you started. I mean, obviously you started in Phoenix. Yeah you know, give, give people an understanding of kind of when you record the shows, how you record the shows, and then what happens be- between recording an interview with Billy Okofo and people hearing it live. Yeah. So uh, the way that the process has been since day one is I, after I've got someone lined up and we schedule a time, uh, I always, I write 12 questions. It's not 10, it's not 12 or 13, it's 12. <laughs> I write 12 questions. Uh, the first one and the last one are pretty much the same. Yeah, where'd you grow up? And the final question. And then in the middle depends on what research I do. Research is the internet. The internet's amazing. So uh, LinkedIn's a great place to start to see where school was and some other things. And then it's off to um, everything I could find about them online. Just looking for that, that kind of a, a way to go on the questioning. So I probably spend... It, 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 I'm pretty fast at it now. 15, 20 minutes, I've got my 12 questions, right? Because I've and got I got to think the one question about the, tell us about a myth or a misunderstanding about your yeah. city is more, almost as much for you as it is for the listener. Oh, I, I'm going to be really um, transparent <laughs> here. I'm asking questions that I want to know. 
And and if people want to come along for the ride, good for them. I've had I had one of my guests. Um, I won't name him um, in the show, but he said I, I really don't like the beginning of your show. I just don't like the fact you're asking too much about the personal life. I want to get in the meat and the bones of the business. I want some help with that. And what I said to him was, "Oh, there's like forty thousand of those podcasts. Just go find them. They're all over the place. Real estate investor podcasts are like there's." you know, a thousand or 2000. And I just don't, I, I want to do what I want to know. And if you like it, great. And so that's kind of yeah. the, the, been the philosophy. Um, so once I've I given the questions, I was using GoToMeeting for the first couple of years because that was what was available is that or Skype. And I just had a GoToMeeting account, nice account with the company. And we use that to uh, record the audio and video, even though I didn't turn the video on, I would take that, strip the audio out in iMovie and I would edit it, the audio in iMovie. I didn't really have any way to sweeten the sound or fix mistakes. Was what it was. I used earbuds. I didn't have a, a microphone on my MacBook, didn't use a microphone like I do today. And that was it. It was pretty straightforward. Um, I used I used Liberated Syndication to to uh, host the podcast. I built a WordPress site on my own with a theme that was geared towards podcasting, and I just put it all together and I was able to make it go. And it went that way for quite a while, right? Um, the the changes came in technology um, pretty quickly. I mean, I've I've now on my third different microphone that I've used over the uh, time. This is a Shure uh, MBS seven. Um, it's, it's a studio quality microphone, and it makes it easier for me to get not worry about my sound at all and just kind of have to worry about my guests sound. And, and I always uh, send it now with the questions. I also send out, you haven't seen this yet, Sean, but I send out a, a PDF that's got like, you know, a, a one pager that has things to do to make the, the podcast better for them. Uh, so I send that out and then I'm using a tool now called Squadcast that lets me record the episode. I can see my guests and they actually record to your computer and to my computer independently. Your sound's separate from mine. And then it, as soon as this ends, it uploads them straight to the cloud. I grab both files and I'm now editing on a tool called Adobe Edition, which is definitely a higher level of, of audio editing that allows me to do all kinds of cool stuff like um, fix noises, just erase noises. I mean, there's all kinds of um, audio editing for me is my, my meditation. Um, people say, you don't outsource that. Why don't you outsource the editing? Because a lot of people do. And I said, I, I love it. I love just putting headphones that's on. That's like me cutting the grass. That's, right. my, that's my moment. It's yeah. your thing. Yeah. So that's been great. Um, I do. You're probably getting good at, at looking at the low lines and knowing what's an um I and do. what's an er. I do. And what's a pause. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, it's That's kind of, that's my Zen moment, you know, when you're in there looking at the sound waves. And then I've now, but I now have a person that does my show notes for me. So I was kind of getting lazy on that. So I just pay somebody. Uh, that I found on Fiverr. She's amazing. She's up in New York. And um, every week I just send her the audio file. And two days later, she sends back this entire breakdown of the episode <laughs> that I publish onto the website. So uh, yeah. Almost for SEO purposes. For it's that, an right? SEO play. It's just doing the right thing. If you're going to have a podcast, it's probably better to do it as professional as you can. Bill, who's your, who's your, uh, who's your dream guests? Some of those, well, maybe we put it out, put it out there into the ethosphere and see try if we can get it. Um, I'm at the risk of getting fired. I'm going to say his name, Bill Foley, <laughs> the founder of Fidelity National Financial. I would love to talk to Bill Foley. He's a very interesting guy. He's now he's also the owner of the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, a brilliant guy who 
uh, is unbelievable in what he's built since 1980. So it would be wonderful, but I've been told numerous times, don't even try. It's okay. So that's, that would be, that would be just amazing. Um, like I've, I, I, ha- I got really fortunate in the last you know few years. I, I really wanted Glenn Sanford. You know, I really wanted Mark Davison, but I just thought those guys would say, ah, you know, it's, I don't really want to do that. Both of them didn't even miss a beat. Absolutely. Just set it up. And the real estate space. Yeah, I guess it would be, you know, a Stefan Swanepoel, you know, guys like that, really smart guys that I know he has a history, right? He's from South Africa, I believe. And so what mm-hmm. what's that story and how did he get here and what was what was it like being in the States? So, so there's a couple, you know, that would be really yeah, fun sure. to get on the show. So yeah. Cool. But uh, anyways, like Sean, we, we could rattle on and on forever because you and I are good at doing that when we're chatting. <laughs> but I think, you know, I I'm really want to lay this out there. I'll put this out in the, in the, the ethernet as well. Hey, I'm looking for, um, guests. I always am. I'm always looking for guests. I got a new website. I'm going to launch in the next couple of weeks. The request for guests is prominent there, which I don't really do too much on mine. Uh, and I'm really, you know, looking forward to finding more interesting people doing interesting stuff. And, and hopefully we can do this again in five more years, you know, which would be weird and cool and kind of, kind of like we'd be older. <laughs> Bill, you know, we we can't have the show end without a question. I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Okay. Knowing what you know now, what advice would you give to a young podcaster just starting in the podcasting business? I would say if you're not passionate about the topic and you can't see yourself getting to episode 50, don't do it. How's that? And that's against everything I did and how I started. But I'm telling you right now, if you're passionate about it, that's what kept me going. I love finding out about people. So if you're not passionate, if you're doing it because you think you can make a buck, forget it, right? It's just not going to be that. It's just not going to happen. So for me, uh, be passionate and it doesn't have to be interview style, whatever it is, right? Like Sean, I could see you doing a podcast about college football, just Mm -hmm. college football every week, just picking a topic and breaking it down. You would love doing that. You would have a great time, right? You could even just do UF going back in history. Giving him ideas <laughs> and and talk about in 2006 and what Tebow did in Game Four. You could give yeah. me 20 minutes on that, and it'd be an amazing podcast. So sure. passionate, you got to be consistent. And those are the two things that are uh, critical for success. Yeah, it's funny those two words is what you know across all the episodes. If I just say video to you, you think Karen Carr and you think Sue yep. Pinky Benson. Yep. You know, if I say social media, you know, you think Chris Smith and Katie Lance and and Italina and you know, if I say coaching. You know, you think of certain people, and yep. if I say, you know, you. Christmas Shore, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. So it's just it, it's neat that that those things pop out. So, like, I, Sean, thank you so much for for doing this with me. I, I kind of asked you on short notice, um, and and for everyone listening out there, thank you so much for for all the uh, all the kind words, um, all the all the downloads, uh, all the suggestions, and uh, please please keep sending them my way. And uh, we will uh, we will see you next week with another regular episode of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Sessions podcast. To leave a review or rating, go to ratethispodcast.com slash resessions. You can also subscribe to the podcast at your favorite podcast listening app. Finally, you can go to therealestatesessions.com and subscribe to our email newsletter and be notified whenever a new episode is released. (laughs) 